from the North Devon coast to the Atlantic shores, from the tropical rainforests to the sunny Azores, from Icelandic wastelands to Australian deserts. This is Cauldron FM, where the magic really happens. Enter Merlin! But beware, do not interrupt his magic! meets again for one of Berlin's musings and this one is that's on the subject of Imbolc or as some people prefer to call it Imolk. So Imolk which is also known as Oimelk comes from an Irish word that was originally thought to mean in the belly although many people translate it just as use milk. It is also known as the festival of the lactating sheep. Herd animals have either given birth to the first offspring of the year or their wombs are swollen and the milk of life is flowing into their teats and udders. It is the time of blessing of the seeds and consecration of agricultural tools. It marks the centre point of the dark half of the year. Imolk was one of the cornerstones of the Celtic calendar. For them, the success of the new farming season was of great importance. As winter stores of food were getting low, Imolk rituals were performed to harness divine energy that would ensure a steady supply of food until the harvest six months later. It is also known as the Festival of the Maiden, because from this day to March the 21st, it is her season to prepare for growth and renewal. Brigid's snake emerges from the womb of the Earth Mother to test the weather. This is the origin of Groundhog Day. And in many places, the first crocus flowers begin to spring forth from the earth. The maiden is honoured as the bride on this Sabbath. Straw bridegas, which are corn dollies, are created from oat or wheat straw and placed in baskets in white flower bedding. Young girls then carry the bridegas door to door and gifts are bestowed upon the image from each household. Afterwards, at the traditional feast, the older women make special acorn wands for the dollies to hold and in the morning the ashes in the hearth are examined to see if the magic wands have left any marks as a good omen. Brigid's crosses are fashioned from wheat stalks and exchanged as symbols of protection and prosperity in the coming year. Home hearth fires are put out and relit, and a besom is placed by the front door to symbolise sweeping out of the old and welcoming the new. Candles are lit and placed in each room of the house to honour the rebirth of the sun. Imolk focuses on the goddess both as mother, as she gave birth to the sun god at the winter solstice, and as the maiden. Brigitte was originally considered a form of the triple goddess. Imolk is a feast dedicated to the goddess in her maiden aspect. In her guise as Brigid, Bridget, Bride, Brigid, Brigitte, or Brig, goddess of learning, poetry, prophesying, craftsmanship, agriculture and healing. 
Imok is considered a traditional healing name and also a healing time, and it is a good time to consider ways to improve your health. Brigid is the virgin goddess who brings new life to the earth. She is known as Breed in Scotland, which is the origin of the word bride. Imolk is also known as Breed's Day, or Bride's Day. She was Christianized as St. Bridget of Kildare, the patroness of sheep and fertility, and she was also known as the Mother of Ireland. Bridget's crosses are woven from corn and consist of four arms that meet to form a square centre, a fire wheel. Traditionally on this day, candlelit processions were led to St. Bridget's holy shrines and wells. Imolk is traditionally regarded as the first day of spring. Life is beginning to stir again. Bulbs are beginning to shoot and new lambs are born. The cycle of new life returns to the earth. Imolk marks the rebirth of nature and fertility. It is the celebration of the gradual dawning of increasing light, bringing nature to life again. Nature is awakening from her winter's rest. The long winter darkness begins to break as the daylight hours start to get longer. Christians celebrate this as the festival of Candlemas. Imolk is a fire festival, and particular attention was paid to the hearth and fire and keeping it alight. A celebratory dish used to be made from the new lamb's docked tails. Bride dolls are made out of a sheaf of oats and dressed in women's clothing, and then ritually burned in the earth as a fertility rite. Another custom was to place the doll in a bride's bed of woven wheat, like a basket, which was placed near the front door or sometimes near the hearth. A white candle was burnt nearby all night. Spring cleaning comes from the habit of Imolk getting rid of unwanted clutter and preparing for the new season physically and mentally. Now is the time to finish old habits and make a fresh start and realise that the world is full of new opportunities. Imolk is a time of optimism for making new plans for the sunny days ahead. Plant the seeds of your plans now and tend them so that they mature into your hopes and dreams. Now is the time to renew your New Year's resolutions. The Imolk celebrations centred around the lighting of fires. Fire was perhaps more important for this festival than others, as it was also the holy day of Bridget, known as the goddess of fire, healing and fertility. The lighting of fires celebrated the increasing power of the sun over the coming months. For the Christian calendar, this holiday was reformed and renamed Candlemas, when candles are lit to remember the purification of the Virgin Mary. Imolk is a special time for pagans. As people who are deeply aware of what is going on in the natural world, they recognise that there is strength in cold as well as heat, death as well as life. The horned god reigned over the, the autumn and winter, and although the light and warmth of the world may be weak, he is still in his power. Many feel that human actions are best when they reflect the actions of nature. So as the world slowly springs back to life, it is time for the small tasks that are neglected throughout the busy year to be performed. Rituals and activities might include the making of candles, planting spring flowers, reading poetry and telling stories. Another traditional symbol of Imolk is the plough. 
In some areas this is the first day of ploughing in preparation for the first planting of crops. A decorated plough is dragged then door to door, with costumed children following, asking for food, drinks or money. Should they be refused, the household is paid back by having its front garden ploughed up. In other areas, the plough is decorated and then whiskey, the water of life, is poured all over it. Pieces of cheese and bread are left by the plough and in the newly turned furrows as offerings to the nature sprites. It is considered taboo to cut or pick plants during this time of year. Various other names for this greater sabbat are Imbolg, Brigantia, Imbolic, Disting, Lupercus, St. Bridget's Day, Candlemas, Candelaria and the Snowdrop Festival, the Festival of Lights or the Feast of the Virgin. All virgin and maiden goddesses are honoured at this time of year. Now there are several deities of Imbolc or Imolc. All virgin and maiden goddesses, as I said, Brigid, Arcadia, Athena, Inanna, Gaia and Februa, and gods of love and fertility, Ug, Eros and Februus. The symbolism of Imolc is purity, growth and renewal the reunion of the goddess and the god, fertility, and the dispensing of the old and making way for the new. The symbols of Imolc are bridegas, besoms, white flowers, candle wheels, bridges crosses, wands, acorn-tipped, and ploughs. The herbs of Imolc are angelica, basil, bay, laurel, blackberry, celandine, Coltsfoot, heather, iris, myrrh, tansy, violet, and any white or yellow flowers. The foods of Imolc, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, poppy seed cakes, muffins, scones, and breads, all dairy products, peppers, onions, garlic, raisins, spiced wines, and herbal teas. Incenses of Imbolc include, or Imolc, include basil, bay, wisteria, cinnamon, violet, vanilla and myrrh. The relevant colours for this period are white, pink, red, yellow, green and brown. And various stones are symbolic as well, such as amethyst, bloodstone, garnet, ruby, onyx and turquoise. Now the various activities that are carried out are candle lighting, stone gatherings, snow hiking, searching for signs of spring, making of brighter gas lanterns, making priapic wands, decorating ploughs, feasting, and lighting of bonfires. Mystical, magical, early. Warm, comforting, and crafted with love. Old world style and grace, handmade to your specifications. Each item is truly unique and handmade. If you are looking for both bold and showy, or something just like Grandma used to make, search Cozy Crochet and Crafts on Facebook. 
Sometimes we need an extra pair of hands when looking after an elderly relative, or we need a little help as we approach our twilight years. We specialise in providing a personal care service. Our experienced care team can provide assistance with bathing, shopping, meal preparation at reasonable and competitive rates. Please contact Alison on 01271 864 886. Candor Care, providing care in the community. So having now looked at the pagan aspects and the Celtic aspects of it, let's look at the history of Imolk or Candlemas. And let's start with its Christianization. The conception of the Virgin Mary is represented on the same day as Imolk, that of the same day as the miraculous conception of Juno by the ancient Romans. This, say the authors of the perennial calendar, is a remarkable coincidence. It is also a remarkable coincidence that the Romans should have had their Prosopinalia, or Feast of Candles or Candlemas, in February. Thus we see that the Roman Catholics have been in the habit of celebrating Christian festivals upon days which were held sacred by the heathens, and that's an extract from the Vale of Isis, or the Mysteries of the Druids. On the second day of February, the Romans perambulated their city with torches and candles, burning in honour of February. And the Greeks at this same period held their Feast of Lights in order of Ceres. Pope Innocent explains the origin of this Feast of Candlemas. He states that the heathens dedicated this month to the infernal gods. At its beginning, Pluto stole away Prosperine, and her mother Ceres sought for her in the night with lighted candles. In the beginning of this month the idolaters walked about the city with lighted candles, and as some of the Holy Fathers could not extirpate, extirpate such a custom, they ordained that Christians should carry about candles in honour of the Virgin Mary. This method of keeping the Feast of Candlemas does not now prevail in this country. So far as the laity are concerned, the festival may be said to have died out. But according to Dr. Brewer, the festival is kept by the Roman Catholic Church at the time for consecrating the candles used in the church service. And that's taken from Superstition Beliefs of West of Scotland. Written in 1879. Now the folklore, St. Bride's Day. In the highlands of Scotland, the revival of vegetation in spring used to be graphically represented on St. Bride's Day, the 1st of February. Thus in the Hebrides, the mistress and servants of each family take a sheaf of oats and dress it up in women's apparel, put it in a large basket and lay a wooden club by it, and they call it Breed's Bed. And then the mistress and the servants cry three times, Breed is come, Breed is welcome. This they do just before going to bed, and when they rise in the morning, they look among the ashes, expecting to see the impression of Breed's club there, which, if they do, they reckon is a true presage of a good crop and prosperous year. The same custom is described by another witness thus. Upon the night before Candlemas, it is usual to make a bed with corn and hay, over which some blankets are laid in a part of the house near the door. When it is ready, a person goes out and repeats three times, Bridget, Bridget, come in, thy bed is ready. One or more candles are left burning near it all night. 
and that's taken from The Goddess Bow, A Study of Magic and Religion, by Sir James George Fraser. The Goddess Breed There are many legends and customs connected with breed. Some of these seem inconsistent with one another, and with the character of the Saint of Kildare. These seeming inconsistencies arise from the fact that there were several breeds, Christian and pre-Christian, and these personalities have become confused in the course of centuries, the attributes of all being now popularly ascribed to one. Breed is said to preside over fire, over art, over all beauty, beneath the sky and beneath the sea. A man, Breed presides at his birth and dedicates him to the Trinity. She is the Mary and the Juno of the Gale. She is much spoken of in connection with Mary, generally in relation to the birth of Christ. She was the aid woman of the mother of Nazareth in the lowly stable, and she is the aid woman of the mothers of Dulst in their humble homes. Now then, let's look at the weather prognostication. A windy Christmas and a calm Candlemas are a sign of a good year says William Stewart in Popular Superstition of the Highlanders of Scotland. Stewart says that Candlemas was the name given to the new year, so he has his own thoughts on that. Candles. At first sight it would seem that the candles were naturally used only to illuminate the midnight festivities, but the evidence points to the burning lights as being part of the ritual. This is also suggested by the importance of the early spring festival of Candlemas, a festival which has long been recognised as being of pre-Christian origin. The light is particularly mentioned in many instances, the Sabbaths. The Sabbaths were held quarterly, on the 2nd of February, the eve of May, the 1st of August and the eve of November. This shows a division of the year at May and November, with two cross-quarter days. Such a division belongs to a very early calendar, before the introduction of agriculture. It has no connection with sowing or reaping. It ignores the solstices and the equinoxes, but it marks the opening of the two breeding seasons for animals, both wild and domesticated. It therefore belongs to the hunting and pastoral periods, and is in itself an indication of the extreme primitiveness of the cult and points to the very early origins, reaching back possibly to the Paleolithic era. Cormac, Archbishop of Cashel, in the 10th century, refers to these meetings when he says that, In his time four great fires were lighted up on the four great festivals of the Druin, in February, May, August and November. Seven centuries later, in 1661, Isabel Smith of Forfer acknowledged that by these meetings she met with him, meaning the devil, every quarter at Candlemas, Rude Day, Lammas and Hallowmas. This shows the continuity of the old religion underlying the official religion of Christianity. And that's taken from Margaret Alice Murray's The God of the Witches. Now let's look at Wicca and the first definition. In Wicca, Candlemas, or more frequently Imolk, is often described as a festival marking the goddess cyclical change from Chrome to Maiden. Much attention is given to the supposed appearance of the first signs of spring. Certainly it may be in Western Europe coincide with the blossoming of the early flowering plant species. And articles. Candlemas, The Light Returns by Mike Nichols.
It seems quite impossible that the holiday of Candlemas should be considered the beginning of spring. Here in the heartland, February the second may see a blanket of snow mantling the mother. Or if the snows have gone, you may be sure the days are filled with drizzle, slush and steel grey skies, the dreariest of weather for the year. In short, the perfect time for a pagan festival of light. And as for spring, although this may seem a tenuous beginning, all the little buds, flowers and leaves will have arrived on schedule before spring runs its course to Beltane. And on that note, I would like to bring this musing to a close and wish you all the best things that life can bring and dedicate this particular musing to my very dear friend who sadly left this life and moved on into the goddess's care on Thursday morning. Love and light to all and blessed be. This has been a Moonshadow Media production. Take care. Speak to you soon.